Grab your sermon handouts. We're going back on basics. We started a brand new sermon series last week called Basics, and we kind of started a part one of a two-part sermon series within that sermon series called Pick Jesus. What I want to do is I want to quickly recap because I know how this works. Most of us, we kind of listened to it one week, and the next week, we totally forgot what we talked about. So let's recap really quickly. And by the way, teenagers, adults are just like that. So when you get older, it just doesn't change. You really do forget. So it's okay. Let's go ahead and recap what this is all about and why we're doing this sermon series. Number one, basic. What does it mean? How did we define basic? It's defined like this. If you can put it up in the PowerPoint for me. Thank you. Forming an essential foundation or starting point. We talked about it being fundamental, and we talked about how important the fundamentals are. Essential facts or principles of a subject. And in last sermons and in last week's sermons, we kind of talked about the fact that if you want to succeed in anything in life, you have to take the time to learn the basics of that specific skill you're trying to excel in. So if you want to be successful in anything, you've got to know the foundation, you've got to know the basics and the fundamentals. Are you guys with me on that? And then we talked about Jesus, and he said this in Luke 6, chapter 6, verses 47 through 49. He said, everyone who comes to me and hears my words and acts on them, I will show you whom he is like. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid a foundation on the rock. And when a flood occurred, the turn burst against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who has heard and has not acted accordingly is like the man who built a house on the ground without any foundation, and the turn burst against it and immediately it collapsed, and the ruin of that house was great. So in other words, even in our walk with God, we have to have a foundation. And if the foundation is well built, we will succeed. If it's not well built, it will crumble. And so the whole point of the sermon series is that you guys will lay a good foundation, you'll walk with God, and a lot of the stuff that we're going to cover is what? Is going to be basic. So for some of you guys, this is brand new stuff. For some of you guys, this may be stuff that you've heard before, but it needs to be part of our foundation if we want to succeed. Somebody say amen. So we're going to talk about Pick Jesus, and as you guys can see, I'm wearing my shirt again, and our staff kind of picked up some of these shirts too, so all of our staff, they're wearing the Pick Jesus shirt because that's what we're talking about tonight. Last week, we covered three reasons why people don't pick Jesus, and I want to remind us of that, and then what I want to do tonight is I want to give you two reasons why people do pick Jesus, and actually, I want to give you those two reasons that why I picked him, and I think everybody else in this room that has picked him, that's the reasons that they picked him. The three reasons that we did talk about last week why G people don't pick Jesus is Jesus is not relevant in their life. We talked about that. We talked about the fact that he's an unpopular choice of a teammate, and we talked about the fact that some people just unreasonably hate Jesus, and therefore they don't pick him to be part of their team. And I want to ask you this question. We talked about all this last week. So how many of you guys literally made sure that this week Jesus was your number one? Or did any of you guys bench him this week? Think about your seven days, every minute of those seven days, that you guys have him as your number one, always in the front, always thinking about him. Was he always the center? Or did you guys have moments in your life this week where you benched him? Let's be honest. I want to see because I'm curious. How many of you guys benched Jesus at least once, once this week? Come on, be honest. I'm lifting my hand. You benched him for whatever reason. Maybe it was you know, the Holy Spirit was trying to tell you, hey, don't do this, and you're like, get away from me. I want to do what I want to do. Or it was something that, you know, um, mom said something, you're like, forget this. I'm benching Jesus. I'm not obeying. Whatever it is. See, we, we do this all the time, don't we? And I think as Christians, the whole point of this is that we should always pick Jesus. So hopefully in the sermon series, you will learn to always, always pick 
him first. Now, what I want to do for the next 10, 15 minutes that we have, because you guys are going to go in small groups tonight, is to give you two reasons why I personally picked Jesus on my team and why he is always really the number one in my life. And I want to give those to you guys. And before we do that, I want to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are in this place. Holy Spirit, more than ever, I ask that you would remove me from behind this pulpit tonight. I need you. I need you to speak through me. Remove me from behind this pulpit and let my words be yours tonight, Holy Spirit. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So why do people pick Jesus to be part of their lives? Why do they not just pick him to be part of their lives, but why do they pick him to literally be part of everything in their life? And I think this is a great question, and I think we would get a variety of answers if we were to ask why people pick Jesus. As a matter of fact, wouldn't it be interesting to ask some of our leaders why they pick Jesus to be part of their life? What do you guys think? Should we put our leaders on the spot and just kind of listen and hear in and say, hey, so why did you pick Jesus to be part of of your life. And I'm talking a little bit because our leaders have no clue, so they're going to be answering the question right now. And since Mr. Daniel is sitting in the front row, we're going to go right to him. Uh, so, Mr. Daniel, why did you pick Jesus? Am I, am I holding it? Yeah, you can hold it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would say because I tried it my way and uh, failed miserably. And so I tried it Jesus' way, and it's been amazing ever since. Amen. Good. Cool. Mr. Danny. Much like Mr. Daniel. Um, and, and sometimes, if we want to be honest, sometimes I still say, you know, you forget, like you just said, and you try to do it your own way again, and God said, nope, it's not going to happen. And I pick him again, and things just work out. It's funny like that, isn't it? It is. We need some of the ladies over here, so let's ask some of our interns. Gabby and Luano, why did you guys pick Jesus? Because you did pick Jesus, right? And I'm totally putting you in the spot, so just whatever. Why did you pick Jesus to be um, part of your team? Because I had good examples in my life, and all of the, like the common denominator for all of them was that they had Jesus in their life. And I wanted my life to look like that, so I did the same. Very cool. <laughs> I chose Jesus because every time I did it, my day would just fall apart, and things just wouldn't go smoothly as it should go. So when you picked Jesus, everything changed? That's awesome. Mr. Leo, why, why did you pick Jesus? I picked Jesus because the boy can hoop. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I picked Jesus because I am fascinated with who he is. Um, this guy turned water into wine, uh, heals diseases, men's ears back to the body. It is absolutely amazing and fascinating. And uh, I, I feel bad for the people who don't have somebody to go to at the end of the day for peace and love and, and pray to. Um, so that's why I picked Jesus, and that's why he's staying on my team. Cool. That's awesome. That's good. Great answers. So a lot of our leaders, you heard from them. There's plenty more. We don't have time to go through all of them. But that's some of the reasons why they picked Jesus. And honestly, I think all of the reasons that they just mentioned, they kind of can be boiled down to the two that I'm going to give you right now. I think there's two reasons why people literally pick Jesus. And this was the same in my life and I believe with all of our leaders. Reason number one why all of us that have picked him, picked him, and that is this. They have had a revelation of who Jesus is. At one point in their life, they had a revelation of who Jesus is because the question is really a big one. Who is Jesus anyway? So for some people, he is just a good teacher. For some people, it's just this guy. And for others, you know, he's a prophet. And for some, he is literally a lot more 
than that. So who is Jesus? And once you have a revelation of who he is, everything changes. Let me just give you a couple of thoughts, and this is kind of basic, but I want you guys to think about this, because unless you have this revelation, you probably won't pick him. But when you do, there's no way that you couldn't pick him. Who is Jesus? Number one, he is the son of God. You know, there's a God that created the universe, and Jesus is his son. This is what the Bible says in 1 John 5.20. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that when we know him, who is true, and we are in him, who is true in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God in eternal life. Do you guys know that Jesus is the son of God? And that in him, we have eternal life? See, when you have that revelation, everything changes. Now, for some of you guys, this is just head knowledge. You, you, you know this, you've heard it, but it has never totally gone down into your heart. But when it does, everything changes. When you know he's the son of God, everything changes. Number two, he is the Messiah. In John 4, 25 and 26, the woman said, I know that the Messiah called the Christ is coming. And when he comes, he will explain everything to us. And then Jesus says this, I who speak to you am he. Jesus is the Messiah. Do you guys know that the Hebrew word Messiah, and Hebrew it actually means the anointed one. It's equivalent in Greek would be Christos, which is where we get our English term Christ from. And therefore, when we actually refer to Christ, I think this is on the PowerPoint, we refer to him as Jesus the Messiah. See, Christos in the Greek and Messiah, this is one, uh, one back, I think, uh, one further up on the PowerPoint, guys. There you go. Thank you. Should be a fill in there. Messiah. Jesus is the Messiah. Christos is the Greek term there. And you guys know that Jesus Christ, Christ is not his last name? You know that, right? You have a last name? It's not Jesus Christ, like, you know, Stefan Lorenz. That's not his last name. It's, it's given him credit who he is. He is the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. He is the Son of God. You're giving him credit there. It's his full name, Jesus, the Messiah. See, when we understand that he is the Messiah, he is the Christ, then we just got to pick him because there's no other way. This is, we'd be almost stupid not to pick him. Number three on who Jesus is, and there's so much more. He's the only way into heaven. No other faith or religion, really is a better way to put it, will get you into heaven but Jesus. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have ever come before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep do not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. This is John 10, 7 through 9. Now, the bad thing about this is, when we understand this part, sometimes we take Jesus as a get-out-of-hell-free card. You've ever done that? There's tons of people who get saved so they don't go to hell. You know what? It doesn't work like that, does it? Did you guys know that? That's like a bad reason. Now, that reason could actually lead you to more revelation of who he is, but it's not a good reason. It will not really get you out of hell. It's not a get out of hell free code. It's a relationship. Who is Jesus? Jesus is so much more. Jesus is our best friend. He's our savior. There are so many things that Jesus is in. And if you have that revelation, then everything changes and you will pick him. Jesus is. Let's play the video. Jesus, no. 
eternity, and you can't comprehend the galaxies literally the loving hands of Jesus who spun you into existence and created man knowing he would go to the cross to pay our sentence. There was a certificate of judgment with a period after the sentence, and we were sentenced to death long before he said it was finished. He is a father of the orphan, a shelter for the homeless, a hiding place for the abused, and neighbor for our storms. He stormed the gates of hell and came out on top, and the power of his gospel cannot be stopped. Even when the world tries, they try to rob. He traded places with Barabbas and became the catalyst of missions across the world, covering every portion of the Atlas. If you're in need of rest, I know of an Atlas. If you don't know Jesus, your future is tragic, but he gladly breaks tragedy so we can live in his presence of majesty. His presence is presence. And it's his presence that presents preciousness in a world of peasants. He is far from pretentious. He still loves those who are. He is the light of the world and among the stars. He brings the dead to life and delivers life to the dead. He took the crown of thorns on his head so we can put crowns at his feet. And I can't wait until I get to kiss his feet that were nailed to a cross for me and for you and for every person around the world. He loves the world and I love his word because the word became flesh and in his flesh he demonstrated the word to the world. He is an example to every boy and every girl. He is a lover of black people. He is a lover of white people. He is a lover of the unchurched and the assembly under the steeple. He doesn't see the believers' failures, but still takes time to celebrate their faithfulness. It's the power of the Spirit that enables us and gives us boldness when the world labels us. And if you want to label me, please call me a Jesus freak. That freaks you out good. Because it's better to be good with God than to fight being misunderstood by a world that could never understand. So let it be understood that I don't worship man. We worship Jesus. Oh, he doesn't mean us. He still sees us and pleads with us. The one that calls for you, fled for us. His heart pleads for us. His heart grieves for us. But still graciously grants us a pardon for our trees in the season where the world tries to explain away the presence of the Spirit with human reason. There is a reason that can. Because the Spirit is like the wind that the wind cannot be seen. But love is the one who believes without seeing the unseen. I'm telling you today that Jesus is something. He's something more. He's something great. And if you want to know him, you don't have to wait. He stands at the narrow path and the key to the gate, and you only have to reach out and embrace his grace. I don't care who's present. I have a king who is always present. I don't care who will be the celebrity, the voice of the Lord will always be the sweetest love. I don't care who owns the riches of the globe. My Jesus holds more wealth than one ruby on his robe. I don't care who. Why do people pick Jesus? When they realize and have a relation of who he is, they will always pick him. The second reason why people pick Jesus is this. They recognize who they are without him. See, when you recognize who you are without him, you have to pick him. See, I recognized who I was without him. I recognized that I was extremely selfish. When I was your guys' age, I was selfish my, my bent was always towards doing sinful things. If I wanted to steal, I would steal. If I wanted to smoke, I smoked. If I wanted to drink, I drank. I did all this stuff. I lived for pleasure. I lived to please myself, and I really didn't care about anybody else. It was all about me, 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 me. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to have a great time. I wanted to do the things that I wanted to do. 
And then at one point I realized, life's got to be more than that. There's got to be more than that to life. There's got to be a meaning. There's got to be a purpose. And so I went looking, and you know what I found? I found Jesus. And when you realize who you are without him, then everything changes. See, life without Jesus doesn't really have purpose. It doesn't really have meaning. Because all you really do is you live for yourself, maybe you live a little bit for others, but you really live for yourself. The Bible calls it this in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Or in Romans 3.10, you guys know this, as it is written, there's none righteous, no, not even one. And when you realize that you are nothing without him, then you will know what to do, because what you will do is you will pick him. Now, you may say, well, P.S., you understand, I'm a pretty good person. I'm a good person. See, I didn't do any of that. I was raised in church. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I didn't do any of the stuff that you did. Really? You're a good person? The Bible says we're not. But see, some of us, sometimes we think we're pretty good because we don't do the big sins, you know? We, we just kind of keep it pretty Christian. But complaining, back-talking, slandering, all these different things, they're all sins in the eyes of God. And I promise you, if you think you're a good person, try to live a week. Some of you guys are doing this on your fast. A week without complaining. If you pick that, that fast, you're going to fail so badly. How do I know that? Because I would fail the first hour of that fast. We complain all the time. Try to do a week without talking about yourself. Try to do a week just to kind of help other people and not make it about you. You will fail. You know what? Because we're not good. We're, there's none found righteous in the eyes of God. And when you realize who you are without him, then all you really want to do and will do is pick him. Now, the only reason why you would not do that if you have recognized both of the things. And some of you guys, you kind of know who Jesus is, and you kind of know who you are without him, but you are still not picking him. And you know why? It's best described in Luke chapter 14, verse 33. It says this, In the same way any of you who does not give up everything he has cannot be my disciple. See, the people that have had a revelation of who Jesus is and know who they are without him, the only reason why they will not follow him and pick him is because they don't want to and they don't want to give it up. They want to live for themselves. And some of you guys, can I be honest? Can I pastor for a moment? Can I be the shepherd that I am of this house? Some of you guys, you don't care a flip about Jesus. And all you want to do is live for yourself. Can I tell you, I've tried this and it doesn't work. And if you think you can, you are truly deceived, my friends. Jesus is the only thing that will give you purpose and meaning in life. And he loves you so much. See, we're actually, we're talking about this whole idea of picking Jesus. But you know, this is totally wrong, actually. It's not about us picking Jesus. You know what it really is all about? It's him picking you. See, we sometimes have the audacity to think that we actually picked Jesus, but Jesus picked you. He said, I will go on the cross. I will die for you. I will give my only son for you. I will pick you. I will give everything for you. And then really all we do is accept it and say, yes, I accept that invitation. God, I want to be on your team. And that's my challenge to you guys tonight. When you understand, young people, when you understand who he is, and when you understand who you are not and who you are without him, all you can do is say, Jesus, I pick you. I want you in my life. In Joshua 24, verse 15, it says this. If it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, this is Joshua talking to the Israelites in the Old Testament, choose for yourself today whom you will serve, whether the gods 
which your father served, which were beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you're living. And then he says this, and I love this verse, but as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. In other words, as for me and my house, we are picking Jesus because he picked us. Leo, if you can get ready on the keys, that would be awesome. Heavenly Father, I pray right now that you would come in this building, that you would do what only you can do. God, that you would break down barriers, even the, the, the walls that we have raised around our hearts. And Father, that young people tonight will make a decision that will forever change their life. Come in this place, Holy Spirit. If you can dim the lights just a little bit back there, guys. I want to give you guys a chance to respond. It's all about really picking Jesus, but really, truly, he picked us. But some of you guys in this place tonight, you need to make a decision because God is calling you. He's calling you by name tonight, and he's saying, I want you on my team. I died for you. I did everything for you. All you now have to do is accept that invitation. With every eye closed, I'm going to ask, if you're in this place and you have never given your life to Jesus, or truthfully, all the other times, it was just a game to you. But tonight you're saying, man, you know what, P.S.? Tonight I'm making it real. I'm picking Jesus. But here's the deal when you pick Jesus. When we pick Jesus, it's literally all about him. It's about his ways, his statues, and we do what he asks us to do. We become his, and we're not our own anymore. So I don't want you to say, hey, I'm picking Jesus. It's going to be fun. It is fun. It changes everything. But you become his, and you don't live your life anymore. He lives it through you. So if that's you tonight, you're saying, hey, I want to pick Jesus. I want to accept him as my Lord and my Savior tonight. Would you put your hand up if that's you, if there's anybody here? You've never done this before. This is the first time that it's not playing games. This is for real this time. Nobody's looking around, seriously. Nobody's looking around. If that's you, would you put your hand up high? Just put him up high, really high. Cool. You can put him right back down. Anybody else? You're saying, tonight is my night. No more playing games. This is for real this time. Anybody else? Thank you. Awesome. Will you guys repeat this prayer after me? Jesus, would actually, let me rephrase this. I would, everybody, in that way, we can kind of do it with the ones that raised their hands. If you can all repeat after me. Jesus, I thank you that you died for me on the cross. Let's do it a little louder. I thank you that you died for me on the cross. I thank you that I can come to you and ask for forgiveness. Right now, Jesus, I'm sorry that I sinned against you. I want you to be my savior. I want you to be my best friend. Forgive me. Change me. Make me brand new. I ask that you will be my best friend forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, this prayer is not magical. It's actually not even scriptural to pray these kind of things in a sense, but this was for you to have a conversation with God really quick. And the ones that raised your hand, I want you in your group to make a statement. Tonight, I pick Jesus. In a moment, we're going to go into small groups, and you're going to talk about this. In your small groups, there's three things that I want you guys to cover. Number one is this. Why did you pick Jesus, or why have you not picked him? And I want you guys to be honest on both ends. 
Do you know who Jesus is? Do you know who you are without Jesus? Again, be honest. And then lastly, when they ask this question, have you made a commitment today to pick him? I want you to say, hey, that was me. I picked him. And your whole entire group should be celebrating because tonight you made the biggest and best decision you've ever going to make in your life. Amen?